Well, greetings, everybody. I want to say hello to those of you who are watching at our campuses this morning in Waterbury and Derby and in New Milford. And of course, those of you online as well. And uh, for those of you here at Bethel, welcome. I want to start today in Psalm chapter 23, and then we will get to our scripture reading for today out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. But this is what David says in this psalm. You maybe have heard this before. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. We could afford to read that every day. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Lord Jesus, you are enough. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. I love that we have a God who leads us. Are you letting him lead you? We have a God who, who leads us, who walks with us. Hand in hand, he, he guides us, he directs us. We have a God who leads us. Are you letting him lead you? I love how it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Maybe for many of us, we don't see the imagery there. But the Lord is our shepherd. He guides us and he leads us. As I was studying about shepherds, one thing that I realized is that every shepherd has a call. And every shepherd has, has a melody, whether they sing it, or they call it, or they whistle it. Every shepherd has about a 10-second melody that, that when they sing it, when they whistle it, their sheep recognize it. And their sheep will follow them wherever the shepherd leads even when two shepherds come together with their flocks and they're watering and, and, and allowing their, their sheep to, to get some water and they mingle together, you would think, how are we going to get these? Which ones are yours? <laughs> Probably in the first century, no spray cans of paint <laughs> to put a number on each one. No, they just whistle or they sing their 10-second melody. And the sheep naturally go to their shepherd. Why? Because they know their shepherd's voice. Do you know your shepherd's voice? He's calling. He's always calling. He's speaking. He's always speaking. Do we know his voice? We have a God who leads us. We've been talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God with us. And today I want to specifically talk about the gift of prophecy. It's a big word, right? 
simply means hearing from God, hearing his voice. See, we believe that God is alive. He gives us his spirit, his presence. He's speaking to us. He's guiding us. He's calling us to great things. And we need to tune our ears to him. Prophecy, hearing from God, sharing it with others, allowing the Lord to speak to you and change you and transform you and call you to great adventures. Prophecy. I love in our passage it says, eagerly desire to prophesy. This is something that every morning we should get up desiring to be a part of, hearing God's voice and sharing it with others. It should be on the top of the priority list. You know, I, I was on a Zoom call recently uh, with one other person, and, and I'm sure this has maybe happened to you in this season where I log on and, and there's the other person and they're speaking, but I don't hear them. And so I quickly jumped to conclusion. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy doesn't know how to use the mute button. You know, it's been two years in a pandemic. Come on, folks, learn the mute button. So I say, I'm like, hey, you're on mute. I can't hear you. You know, he's looking around, searching, you know, kind of this kind of thing. And finally looks at me and goes, no, 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 I'm not on mute. <laughs> and then I realize, ah, I don't have my volume up. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> But I remember hitting that unmute button and all of a sudden his voice became clearer. But it wasn't loud, so I kept hitting that little button and it kept going up and up and up and his voice became louder and clearer. I felt like that's what the Lord wants to do with us, Walnut Hill, with you as an individual. Is the volume turned up? I believe what the Lord wants to do is in his grace and mercy and love Help us learn how to hit that button so that we could hear him clearly, that it would become louder, that we would be people who seek the voice of God, that we would be people who receive the word of God, and that we would be people who respond to the word of God. That's really what prophecy is, all three of those, seeking the voice of God, but not just being content with that, receiving a word from the Lord, but not just that responding to what he's calling us to. This is when prophecy or hearing from God becomes so life-changing for us and for those around us. You know, I wanna share just a few things with you and then I'm gonna invite Pastor Victoria to come up and she's gonna share a story about the Lord speaking prophetically into her life, into her and Andre's life and, and so you have that to look forward to. But let me just read from you for you again. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and this is verses 1 through 4. It was read already, but I, I want to read it again. It says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire special abilities the Spirit gives, especially, especially the ability to prophesy. You notice that that one was just called out, especially desire this one. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy, did you catch this? Strengthens the entire church. Wow. Just a few things that I want to share with you. A few different questions to try to answer. The first is this. 
If we're to eagerly desire this gift of prophecy, if we're eagerly to desire the voice and word of God in our life, then how do we seek a word from the Lord? Just a couple things. The first is this. How do we seek a word from the Lord? Do you know that God has created each of us uniquely? It's amazing. You're not going to find another one of you on this planet. Isn't that amazing? That he has created you uniquely. How do we seek a word from the Lord? We need to pay attention to how he has made you. Seek the Lord's voice in the way he has made you. He speaks to us in the way that he has made us. Many of you know that I have four daughters. If I want to get a message across to them, I do it in four different ways. This is part of parenting. This is part of friendship. (laughs) This is part of being brothers and sisters in the Lord together. But for me and my four daughters, I have four different ways. There might be four different places that I'll take them so that they're more prone to hear my voice. For Bria, I'll take her to the hockey rink. And all of a sudden, she is lit up. She's so excited. I can speak to her. She's going to hear me in that moment. If I take McKenna to the hockey rink, she'll be like, what are we doing here? This is the worst. If I take her to a play, a musical, if I turn some music on, then I'm able to speak to her in a different way. You know, the Lord's created us in specific ways, and he speaks to us in different ways. There's not one way to hear from God. And for some of you, maybe you've been under this myth that this is what it looks like to hear from God. But I would say, turn your attention to how God has made you. Do you love getting out into creation? Does he speak to you there? Then take more walks. Get a heavier coat in the wintertime. Does the Lord speak to you through music? Turn music on more frequently. Does the Lord speak to you through trusted friends? Then get together with those trusted friends more often. Go to the places where you know he speaks to you in the ways that he speaks to you. This is how we seek deliberately and intentionally a word from the Lord. The next thing I would say here, and you probably caught it in verse one, it says, let love be your highest goal. How do we hear from God? We receive words from God when we're in a posture of love. You know, oftentimes the the thing that can keep the voice of God on mute in our lives is a lack of love for others. Or maybe just an unawareness of others. But when we turn our hearts towards people with the love of God, the, the, the kind of love that God has for them, then God speaks to us. If we don't love people with the love of God, why would God entrust us with great words for his children? We need to keep asking God, God, give me your heart for the people that I encounter today. This is opening up the doors for the Lord to give you words for his people. You know, another question that I often have with this gift of prophecy is, well, okay, if if the Lord, now I know how to seek a word from the Lord. Well, when the Lord speaks, how do I know that it is a word from the Lord? A couple things to help us in this. You can be certain it's a word from the Lord when it reveals Jesus. When that word reveals the, the character of Jesus, you're probably hearing from God. If the word you are sensing does not reflect the character of Jesus, it's not from God. God reveals himself perfectly in Christ Jesus. 
And so if the word is, you know what, you shouldn't forgive. No, no, no. Does that reveal the character of Jesus? No. If it reveals the character of Jesus, every word the Lord gives should reveal the character, the person of Jesus. We look to Jesus first. Second thing, you see it in this passage here in verse three, it says, but one who prophesies, and here are some directives, strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. This is a great lens to put these words that the Lord gives you through. This word that I'm about to to share with somebody else, this word that God has given me personally, has he given it to me to encourage, to, to comfort, to strengthen? When I shared that word, did it do one of these three things? Did it edify? Did it exhort? Did it comfort? If it leaves you hopeless, if it only points out where you failed, if it brings greater guilt and condemnation or leaves you in a state of great fear, it's probably not from the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that a word from the Lord won't convict. It doesn't mean that a word from the Lord won't make you uncomfortable. But a word from the Lord always is given to strengthen you, to call you into your purpose and your potential. Always there to edify, always there to to encourage, always there to help you sow seeds in the kingdom of God. These are just a couple helpful tips on how we know when it is the Lord. Another question that I often ask when it comes to prophecy, hearing God's voice, is okay, once we hear God's voice, we've, we've sought him, we've received the word, now how do we respond? And even more specifically, how do we share a word from the Lord? If we believe God's given us something for somebody else, which he does all the time, and quite frankly, we need to do more often to strengthen and, and encourage and comfort those around us with the words of the Lord. If we believe the Lord's given us a word, how do we share it? A couple things. The first I would say is this. Pray about it. As the Lord gives you a word or a scripture to share with somebody else, first pray about it. We need to do this first. Don't just run off with that word. You're not ready to share it yet. (laughs) Pray about it. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask God first, are you wanting me to share this word? Or have you just given me this word so that I can intercede for my friend even greater? Lord, are you wanting me to share it? Not all prophetic words are meant to be shared. Some are just for you. Ask the Lord if he's wanting you to share it. And if he is, begin to ask him, Lord, how do you want me to share it? In what way? Lord, are you calling me to write this down and and share it that way? Are you calling me to go over? Where are you wanting me to share it with with this person, Lord? Seek the Lord in all of it, and the Lord will guide you. He's a good shepherd who leads us. Pray about it. Secondly, don't expound on it. (laughs) We often mess things up when it comes to the Lord speaking to us when we put our own spin on it. Hey, that's pretty good, God. But if I just turn it this way, it'll sound a little bit better. <laughs> hey, God, let me just kind of put my own. I think what you meant to say, God, was, was this. This was what I was hoping you would want to say to this person. So let me just kind of insert that into that. No, we don't want to expound on it. We want to share what the Lord has given us. Nothing more, nothing less. 
I, I remember I was ushering at a Christian concert when I was in college in, in Minnesota. And the band decided to close the whole concert with the famous hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, which I love that hymn. I love that hymn. But I've never heard that hymn played in this way. The song should probably only take about three to four minutes. And I was listening to the song, just waiting to usher people out at the very end of the, of the concert. The concert had already gone long. All of a sudden, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Friends, this song went on 15 minutes. Great is thy faithfulness is, is three verses. They were making up verses. They're sitting on things for a long time. All of a sudden, no joke, this guy comes out of the concert hall, like frustrated. I don't know how many people have ever walked out of a, a version of Great is Thy Faithfulness frustrated. This man, he came out frustrated, and he says this. He said, listen, I believe God is faithful. I believe God's faithful, but I'm pretty sure he would have left way earlier than me. <laughs> I love that. When the Lord gives you a word, stick to the word and share it with that person he gives it to you for. Plan out what you're gonna say and say it. Share it. Make sure what you're sharing is what you sense is really from the Lord. Don't expound on it. You don't need 18 verses. What has the Lord given? The last thing I'd say on this is that we need to trust the Lord with it. How do we share a word? It's out of a posture of trust. We trust God before and we trust God after. We trust God before. Oh, Lord, you're laying this person on my heart. I'm seeking you for a word. I'm trusting that you have something for them. The Lord always has something for his children. <laughs> always. So usually when the Lord puts somebody on their heart, he's wanting to communicate something to you that will bless them. And so you trust that the Lord has something. And you trust that the Lord will give it to you in his timing. It might take a week. It might take a month. It might take three seconds, but you trust him in his timing, and then you trust God after. You share that word. Hey, friend, I had this passage I wanted to share with you. The Lord laid it on my heart. I'm just going to read it to you and allow God to speak to you in it, and then you, you walk away, and you don't try to make it happen for them. You trust God with what he's doing in and through you. Last question I want to answer, and I'm going to invite Pastor Victoria to come up just to share an amazing story of God speaking and um, prophetically speaking. I want to just answer this last question. Why is God's voice so important? I want to tell you, friends, that this is critical. The voice of God in our life is, is critical. We believe God is with us, don't we? We believe that God, he's walking with us, that he speaks today. And the voice of God is, is critical. Here's why. Because the words of God bring healing. They bring healing. Isn't it amazing that you can travel through life with a great burden, but just one word from God and healing happens? Have you experienced it? Have you experienced that? Where maybe there's just been this thing in your life that just requires a, a healed view of who he is, a healed view of who you are, and boom, a word from God just heals you. God's voice is healing. It's like pouring healing anointment, ointment on a wound. Why is God's voice so important? Because his voice is directing. I can't tell you how many times the Lord has said, no, no, Brian, go this way. When we seek his voice, when we invite him in 
to every circumstance. Not just in church life, in the context of our buildings and our campuses, but every aspect of our life. Lord, what are you calling me to? Where do you want me to go? His words bring direction. Why is God's voice so important? Because his words are shattering. What I mean by that is this, is so many of us walk around with these lies from the evil one. You're not good enough. God wouldn't want to use you. He can't use you in this. A word from the Lord can just shatter those lies, can it? Why is God's voice so important? Because his voice and his words are filling. They bring refreshments. They bring rejuvenation. They bring greater motivation to walk in his ways. Why is God's voice so important? Because they're empowering. You know, a hundred people could tell me I can't, but if God says, I'm calling you, go, then all of a sudden I believe I can. (laughs) His voice is empowering. Friends, I want to encourage you to ask the Lord. This is where hearing his voice starts. Ask him, Lord, what do you want, what do you have for me today? Lord, what do you want to share with me today? Lord, what do you want to teach me today? Lord, what do you have for this person today? And allow him to speak. I'm going to invite Pastor Victoria to come, and she's going to share just an amazing story of hearing God's voice and the impact that it has in our life. Pastor Victoria. Well, what a blessing to be here with you guys in the Bethel campus. Greetings to all of you in New Milford, Derby, the um, Waterbury and online, forgive me. Um, I love the fact that Pastor Brian talked about trust because the Lord laid a verse on my heart last night and it was this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3, verse five to six, you see what Pastor Brian has been talking about is the walk of faith. Trusting that God knows what he's doing, even when it doesn't fit our own understanding, even though at times it doesn't seem to make any sense. Back in June, 2020, we were on a family Zoom call with my family in the UK. And in the middle of a conversation about how the kids were doing and what was going on in different countries and all the rest of it and COVID, uh, in the midst of that conversation, my sister-in-law turns and says, I believe I have a word for you and Andre. And she said, I believe the word is Brazil. And that's all she said. And I have to admit, Brazil was not a word that was in my head at that moment. And so my husband and I started to pray, Lord, is this something you have for us? What are you saying in this moment? And as we prayed, um, I believe a couple of months went by and then Andre had a word and the word was Natal. Now Natal is Christmas in Portuguese, but it is also a location in Brazil. If you go to the top Northeast corner, um, closest point to Europe, there's a state called Rio Grande do Norte and Natal is the capital of that state. It's a place that Andre has never been to. It's a place I have never been to. It's thousands of miles from any of our family. And yet he has this word. 
So we started praying into that. And then a couple of weeks later, Andre gets a phone call from his brother, one of his brothers in Brazil, who says that his son-in-law's family have inherited an inn and he wondered if Andre and I might be interested. And Andre says, where is it? And he said, Natal. And we thought, well, <laughs> this is crazy. So we, we started praying into that. We believe the Lord said, walk and I will show you. So we went and visited. This inn is a small six bedroom. It is in a village of 800 families near the sea. It needs a lot of TLC. But our heart, in our hearts, it is not about an inn. It's not about running an inn. That's just a way to survive. We believe that God is calling us to a place for which we don't understand the details of what he's doing. This is a walk of faith, a walk of trust. And so I came to the lead pastors. I shared with them what God was doing. I, have, I am stepping down as of the end of March. This is a hard moment. I have lived here. I have served as a pastor in this church for 15 years. I am 45. That is a third of my life. This has been a very precious place for us, a very significant place. It is here that I got my first home. It is here that I met and then married my husband right here in the Bethel campus. It's here that I was ordained. And yet I don't know what else you do other than follow the one who calls. And Pastor Brian has talked about hearing the voice of God. I don't know what else you do other than go when he says go. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, you'll be getting a letter this week with ways to stay in touch. Because to be honest with you, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to be learning a new language. I need someone to speak to me in English. <laughs> so if the Lord stirs your heart to send an email or or um, watch a YouTube uh, video because I'm going to be producing those for my own sanity. I would love to stay in touch. Um, if you don't get a letter, then just email the church. We'll send you the information. But I want you to know that my prayer for you and my prayer for us is that we may be a people that know Jesus more deeply with every day. That we may be a people that grow in the courage to trust that God is good, that He is speaking to His people and He is the one that leads us on. And whether you're in Derby, Waterbury, New Milford, online or here in the Bethel campus, may we be men and women and young people and children that trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him. And let him direct our paths. Pastor Brian.
I'm going to ask you just to remain standing in your homes, in the campuses. Why don't you stand with us? We want to pray for Victoria and Andre. And uh, Victoria came to the church one month before I did, so I felt like our journeys here started together. And you are going to be greatly missed. Andre, you're going to be greatly missed. We love you guys, your family here. And um, this is a hard moment. But at the same time, we're thrilled for you. We're so excited to see what God's going to do. You both have been people who have always done what the Lord has told you to do. And that's inspiring. Friends, go and do this. Now, don't all go to Natal, okay? But, but, but go, although when you look it up, you might want to. <laughs> go and do the same. This is, this is what following Jesus is all about, doing what he tells you. You've modeled that so well. Invited uh, Scott, one of our elders, to come and, and just pray for us. If you feel comfortable, maybe let's extend a hand to them. Our gracious uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. You've brought us into your house this morning to worship you. And we bless your name, and we thank you for the moments of, of singing your songs of praise, and we thank you for the way Brian has opened the word this morning. Uh, he's taught us a little bit about what it means to hear your voice, Lord, uh, how prophecy is a way to encourage, to hear from you, to seek. Uh, for Andre and Pastor Victoria this morning, this is their hang glider moment, so to speak. Uh, as we heard last week with blind Bartimaeus, this is their moment to throw off the cloak and to come rushing out because they've heard your voice. Father, we as a church want to just say thank you for the blessing that they've been to us. We thank you for the way that you are speaking and the way that they are going to exercise faith in a brand new chapter, in a brand new place, but knowing that the faithful one, Jesus Christ, goes with them. Lord, would you protect them? Uh, would you enable them to finish well their time here? Would you allow the goodbyes to be sweet? Uh, would you allow the logistics, Lord, to come together just perfectly? Would you just provide a great landing spot for them? And then, Lord, would you continue to speak? Would you continue to reveal? Would you show them what you have in store in this tiny little village in Brazil? Oh, Lord, we thank you for the way that you work in each of our lives. May none of us leave today wondering whether you are there speaking. Instead, would you lead us beside those quiet, still waters, and might we hear? And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Amen.